weep, O children of the dust, for you were not made to understand. Welcome back to the Shattered Cosmos. I am Waffle, your GM, joined by... Daniel, playing the unnamed Necromancer Alvester. Hey, Hall, playing Michigan. Zach, playing Skip Wickham's. Matt, and I play Nurk Shakespeare. What happened last time? I, I leveled up. I <laughs> ate an apple and leveled up. I went from being a, a regular brand of heretic to being an extra crispy yeah. brand of heretic. Full on biblical. Yeah. Uh, also, we remembered that we had spell scrolls that we could use, uh, yeah. and we turned a 10 by 10 by 10 block of stone into 31 gold, which gave us access to the, uh, the blocked off room, mm-hmm. uh, where we found a man who had stolen three apples. He had a gate key that is broken and leading to some sort of ominous desert with a red sun, uh, along with uh, his projector, which I'm guessing we were going to pick up, the shield projector. Yeah, I assumed you grabbed that. Yeah. And um, yeah, now it turns out that maybe our uh, newly zombified stringer friend may not be friendly. <laughs> maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Have some robot in them. Uh, just a little bit, you know. <laughs> he was lobotomized, so. Yeah. And it's about at this moment that Alabaster, you experience the very unpleasant <laughs> sensation of one of your zombified puppets uh, moving on its own without your input. I release the spell. <laughs> uh, the, the creature staggers back and persists for like a worrying long worryingly long amount of time like just long enough that you're starting to suspect that it might have a some terrible life of its own still lingering inside and then it it collapses back in a heap whoo them's tainted goods <laughs> and should have known as you are all uh huddled there in this room uh from the 12-foot-wide gouge you have made in the stone here, you are given a a terrible and unpleasant sight. The first Ooh. thing you hear, the first inkling that you are not out of the woods yet, so to speak, is you can hear the creaking thump of the door to the chieftain's room being opened. And then there is the faint uh, tapping noise of something going ping, ping, ping against the stone floor. And then a long, slender, metallic leg, like a spider's, uh, descends down and plants in the bloodied dirt next to this uh, fallen chieftain's body. And pretty abruptly, a large mechanical monstrosity that is all bulbous reflective surfaces and dark glass and spindly limbs uh, sort of drops down on top of him and a a bouquet of surgical tools unfolds and begins to excise skips arrows with frightening speed oh that's not good um, <laughs> what would you like to if do? It's only uh, stop interested in the name of the in, law. If it's only interested in that corpse, then uh, 
Oh, but wait, that only happened when it realized I ate the thing. Oh. Yeah. Oh, you're <laughs> in trouble. Uh-oh. Yeah. I'm extra double in trouble. Uh-oh, okay. heresy. Uh-oh. <laughs> quick, quick, eat the evidence. <laughs> uh, um, uh, there's three apples, right? There's two in now. Total, eat them all. There's two, two left. <laughs> eat, the eat them both. <laughs> eat them both. <laughs> but wait but why don't we just okay yeah no, no, let's, no, no, no. Let's we not put all our eggs thing. in one basket, in basket. <laughs> I, I eat I the, the other two apples there is Do a I... put, put the shield wait, back up wait. between us and that thing wait I thought it was in the room with us no so yeah. like it's outside the room but I will remind you that the shield only covered a doorway and there is now a yeah. 10 foot yeah. wide hole yeah there is a loud whine and then a thump, and the corpse of the head chief jolts briefly. And then there is a, a wheezing cough, and the whole body thrashes around and then is oh. dragged upright by one of these metal claws and fixates back on you with bloodshot eyes. I cut the head off. Uh, and as it moves forward, this robotic flying spider is kind of fanned out behind it with its many sharp and interesting limbs. Um, and from these dark orbs set all across it with little red lights flitting around them like pupils, they seem to suddenly fixate on the lot of you. And there is a, a brief wash of blue light over the, the surface of the room and it tingles as it goes across your skin. And as this happens, and as this thing fixates on you with its new puppet, uh, Narek, you feel a sudden and familiar burning at the uh, top of your chest. Oh, shit. Your, oh, your no, necklace no. It goes crazy under this thing's glare. And the head chief uh, lurching again towards you raises a talent and points and in that flat level voice that is not its own says germination vector confirmed elimination in progress oh. what please roll for initiative yeah that's uh, 1d8 plus dex that's a four uh, Michigan, you are up. Um, how well lit is this area? Pretty well lit. There is a, a cheery red glow coming from the Broken Gate Keys Desert. I, I would say, like, oh. enough to see by. What's my odds of being able to sneak? Oh, um... In this little, like, enclosed room, not very well, but once you get out into where you fought the stringers themselves, there's a lot of, like, fallen pillars and all kinds of stuff that would break line of sight. Okay. Um, Minnesota's gonna yell, tactical retreat! And <laughs> um, he's also gonna say, Michigan, pocket sand! <laughs> and Michigan's gonna throw... Um, some very thin, like very fine dust particles into the air. He's gonna run backwards and try to tip the snake. Okay, 
so you're you're dipping out of this uh, the room where you found the adventurer and sort of running your way into the the larger chamber. Right to try to okay. like get a I guess yeah, sort go of ahead like and a sneak attack a ambush kind of deal. Okay. So two d six plus so be ten. Okay. Uh, you. You dive behind cover, and you faint, and you juke, and you slip behind another piece. And then, as you move slightly to creep out and you know, position your sword for a, a killing blow here, um, you are confronted with one of these black eyes and several limbs poised in your direction. Um, it seems like this thing was able to uh, roll an 11 somehow. Nice. Okay. <laughs> I tried. But you are out of the room now, so you have some more tactical leeway, at least. Yeah. And okay. uh, then it is the surgery machine, whatever this is. Uh, the so, first thing it okay, does... Just, yeah. just to clarify, Skip, you did heal us, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Yes. Yeah, good clarification. Thank you. Uh, everybody is healed up from your... Wonderful healer, uh, which is good because this thing uh, with the head sheaf acting in a way as it's like feet, uh, though you suspect it doesn't actually need to touch the ground, lurches forward and then a number of these limbs retract into it and rotate and reconfigure and then reemerge with long needles on the ends of them and... Uh, lash out at the three of you who are still within the room. Um, so that is going to be first attack against our good friend Skip. Uh, that is a 12 versus your AC. Uh, my AC is 12. Okay. Um, I think Defender wins ties in this system. So you manage okay. to tumble out of the way uh, just barely. You will take one point of shock damage. Okay. And the next up is Narek. Uh, that is only going to be a four versus your AC, so you're fine. Yep. Uh, what is your AC? It's 15? Yes. Okay, you take no shock. And then Alabaster. Uh, oh, I rolled a one. <laughs> so you, all three of you managed to sort of dip and weave your way around these uh, sharp, plunging needle attacks. And then it is Skip. Okay. Uh, I'm going to commit effort. Okay. Uh, and I'm going to channel this healing energy uh, into my hands uh, and just try to smack this thing, I guess. Heal it. I, I went ahead and took healer's knife for my level up. So uh, I'm going to make a punch attack using my heal skill. Mm -hmm. uh, so that'd be... A melee attack plus heal, right? Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So d20 plus uh, dex plus heal. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, that is a 13. Yeah, that'll hit. Cool. Uh, so that's going to be 2d6 plus my heal modifier. Uh, I will take a system strain. Uh, but that's going to be 9 damage. Oh my god. Yeah. So you as planting your hand on the machine itself or are you going for the head chief here? 
Uh, I figured the machine would be easier to reach. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and this is more just kind of an instinctual. I, I suddenly know things that I should not know, and I suddenly have more power than I thought I did. Uh, and it comes out in uh, in the claws. Yeah. Uh, you, yeah, you lash out with dark spectral energy or some sort of uh, otherworldly augmentation to your limb here, and uh, you know you're attacking a limb made of solid steel, but you are able to leave deep rents gouged clean through it that begin to spark and sputter and leak a, a strange blue smoke out of a flailing tube. I'm gonna say right. that it's uh, purple energy Ooh. because because we roll like window up in here. <laughs> uh, okay, Nurik, you're up. All right, I, I go for the chief. So okay, I go slashing at him with my long sword. Yeah. All right. Oh, that is a total of. Three, uh, fourteen. Okay. Yeah, you are able to hit with that for sure. Go ahead and roll damage. All right. Ooh. Uh, total nine. Okay. Oof. Yeah, you just sink a brutal attack into the side of the chief, and they thrash briefly against the sensation, but, uh... Their their mobility is pretty limited by the metal spike that's been driven into their back. So, um, you you receive they swipe at you briefly in return, but they're sort of the wild instinctual flailings of a cornered animal rather than anything you know meaningful counterattack. Alabaster, it is your turn. What would you like to do? Uh, I would like first of all um um another ruling. Yes. So the chieftain is dead, or he yes. died. Uh, is he now considered an undead? He is considered more? alive. Shit. Through some profane art beyond your understanding, uh, this this mechanical monstrosity, this arcanotech device, is able to turn back the clock of death itself in a way that uh, not even the arts of the Lost Legion have perfected. This is some this is some sorcery shit right here. That's some impressive yeah. sorcery bullshit yeah, right yeah, here. Yeah. Um, it's a shame it's trying to kill you right now. You could learn so much. I could learn so much from this. Well, unfortunately, I'm going to kill this uh, this <laughs> creation yet yeah. again. Destroy it. The um, only corpses here in your immediate vicinity are. The dead adventurer, uh, Bricky, and number one. Right. Well, the champion. Oh yeah. Well, the champion's kind of like. He get, did he get cleaved? Uh, not he all the way, but he got right? kind of like disintegrated. Yeah, he got vaporized. Yeah. A bit. yeah. You could use him. Yeah, the champion is usable as resurrection fodder. Vape Nash. Um. But well, it would only make a one-hit die creature, same as any other. Yep. And also yeah, doesn't have a sword. Fortunately. Does the dead adventurer have a weapon? Looks like it, yeah. Oh, he's got a longsword, doesn't he? Yeah. 
Okay. Um, I'm going to... Is it a, an action to disengage? Yes. Okay. So I, I wouldn't be able to cast? Correct. Okay. I'm going to move and provoke an attack of opportunity or the equivalent okay. in this yeah. um, rule set. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that is only going to be a six versus your AC. Okie doke. Well, that's, uh, that's a miss. I can say that pretty confidently. Yeah. And so I'm going to pull my flute to my lips um, and play that ghostly march. Um, it kind of sounds like <laughs> this time it sounds like the ants go marching one by one. Um, <laughs> but it's but we're at the part of the song where it's three by three. Yeah. Um, and I raise the corpse of this adventurer as number three. Okay. The uh, this bloodied adventurer once laid low by the wily stringers, uh, their eyes clouded with death shoot open with a terrible rattling noise in the back of their throat. And they look around for but a moment with abject panic before your will asserts absolute control. And this this being denied rest staggers upright and draws its sword. Uh-oh. And they will get to attack next turn. So they don't follow me in the turn order? Uh, I'm going to say they don't get to act on the same turn that they're res. Just Okay. Plumbing um, sickness. Oh. <laughs> he's not a hasty boy. I'll, I'll get I'll get hasted raised corpse later. Yeah. Uh, or actually, that... I think it's, yeah, raised grave knight. Mm, Whew. That brings that us back fun. around to Michigan. Okay. Uh, I'm not sure much how, how much help I'm going to be. Uh, I guess I could take a swing with my sword, honestly. That's about all I got. Okay. Um, let's do it. And I rolled a two, so <laughs> that's not happening. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Still take shock damage, yeah. though. Yeah, so take two shock damage, right? Okay. For short sword? Yeah, yeah. It's AC is pretty low. Uh, yeah, so yeah. You, you try to stab one of these eyes out, but there's just so many flailing robotic limbs and other nonsense happening that it's hard to really get in there and go for it. If only I could, you know, attack from a better point of vantage. <laughs> if only. All done? Yep. The machine takes its turn. Uh, It is going to once again focus on uh, its true target, which is Skip, uh, standing here alone in this room. Who has the other apples? Are they still Uh, just on the ground? Are they still on the floor? I think they might still be on the floor. Okay. Um, Unless unless Skip picked them up, I don't think anyone else did. Yeah, I did not. the, The first attack is going to be against Skip. Okay. Uh, that's a little bit better. That is going to be a 16 versus AC. Yep, that hits. Okay. You will be taking uh, 9 damage. Yike. Uh, and as this needle rams into your stomach, 
there's a brief searing pain and you can see as it draws back it also extracts from you a vial of blood and oh that's not acceptable this limb uh, folds back into the machine and is ensconced in some kind of complex looking apparatus and it begins to whir and hum Uh, oh, I don't like that. I don't like that at all. The like other that. two like attacks, um, each spear one of the apples on the floor. Oh. And uh, with these pearlescent red fruits uh, snagged here on the end of these metallic appendages, it uh, draws them in close to itself, possessively. Okay, we need to shoot those things. We need to. We need to unhand. We need those. <laughs> we cannot have those. And then it is skip. Okay. I. Uh, all right. So can I get at uh, the arms that have speared the apples? Yes, you will. Uh, they're considered to be in cover, so okay, it'll be a harder shot. I, do you have something that ignores cover? I can't remember. Uh, I have dead eye, but I'm not, I wasn't going to shoot. I was going to try oh. and use this newfound power. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, yeah. You can, you can I, try and target those limbs, but you'll take a, a penalty basically. Okay. That's fine. Uh, that is a total of 20. Ooh, yeah, that'll hit. All right. Let's do some damage here. Uh, and that is 12 damage. Holy shit. Oh. Yeah, you cleave completely through one of these arms, and it drops to the ground, smoldering and smoking, with the apple still punctured at the end of this needle. And I yell to my uh, companions, yo, don't let it have these. <laughs> these things are more important than anything else going on right now. <laughs> they They truly are. A uh, treasure worth killing for. Yep. And that brings us to Narek. Well, hearing that, I go to slice the, uh, the arm holding the other one. Okay. And that's 16. Yeah, 16 will hit. Total of 10 damage. Okay, 10 damage. Uh, you are not able to completely cut this arm off, but you do deal a sizable blow that leaves it kind of limply dangling underneath the machine uh, with the apple still attached. All right, and I've like positioned myself in front of the one that just fell to the ground. Oh, okay, yeah. Between it and... Uh-huh. Yeah, so... And then we go to Alabaster. What is your plan? Well, I guess I'm going to try to attack okay. this uh, this machine. So yeah. I'm going to re-engage, walk up within... Well, I don't know what its attack range is, but I'm going to go into my attack range. Sure. Or pull it into my attack range by walking up to it. And uh, attack. Oh, net 20. Hey! What? Crazy. Very well, nice. What? It's a D4 for a 
dagger? I can't remember. Yes, it is. Okay. How do crits in this game work? Um, that is a really good question. <laughs> Let me. Do they work? Uh... Oh yeah, it's a it's a robot. Yeah, you you can still you can still crit robots. Uh, I don't know off the top of my head, so I'm just gonna say uh max damage. So just d4, just four damage plus whatever your dex mod is. Which is zero, so four. Yeah, okay. So yeah, you you find a nice spot to... You see a slot that looks like a dagger could fit there, and it turns out it does. And there's a sparking spray of smoke, and uh, a blue, hazy, arcane substance begins to drip from the uh, shattered aperture. Michigan. Or, oh, uh, number three. Number three will join the fray okay. and swing his longsword at the robot. Number three charges right in suicidally and lands a titanic overhead strike. And uh, as they do so, there is a almost like a sonic boom that emanates from this blade that they are wielding. And Ooh. the entire machine is thrown back five feet by the sudden magical force of this strike. And as they shift down into a fighting stance, you can see there's a ethereal shimmer along the edge of the blade. And the Ooh. metal is etched with a musical notation. Oh, interesting. And then it is Michigan. Can I go for, like, a leg? Yeah. Uh, so this thing does appear to be hovering. Um, Can I go for, like, an exhaust port, then? Yes. Absolutely. Okay. I'd like to make a concentrated attack. Okay. To try to, like... Yeah, go ahead and roll, and I'll just adjust AC accordingly. Okay. Uh, rolled a five, so no. <laughs> mm, yeah, nope. You, uh, you lunge in where you think you see some kind of hovering apparatus like the drones had, but it just swats away your blade with uh, its seemingly omnipotent uh, understanding it's of got the my number. space yeah. around it. And okay. then it retaliates. And the way it does that is it, uh, it suddenly retracts all of the various appendages that have been menacing you. And the body that is uh, attached there at the front of it, serving as its mouthpiece, rasps. Sample analysis disrupted. Switching to deconstruction mode. Uh-oh. And when these limbs return from the mechanical whirl of reconfigurement, instead of sporting uh, syringes, they are covered in scalpels and bone saws and rotating blades. Oh. And... It uh, it spins in a circle and lashes out at uh, everything around it. Nice. So this is going to be an attack at I think all of you, uh, since everybody is in melee range here. So no, number three. Oh. oh great. So Alabaster, we'll start with you. Uh, that is going to be a twelve to hit. Nope. Okay. Nice. Oh yeah, you've got uh uncanny dodge or something i impervious defense yeah nice okay uh next up is michigan 
that is and going impervious to defense too. also be a 13. So you're also no, good. Isn't good. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the two of you, what is your AC with impervious defense? 17. 17. Okay. 18. You don't even take shock damage. No. Uh, 15 see. plus half character level rounded up plus con yeah. modifier plus armor. Uh, Narek, that this is going is to lot. be a 17 to hit. Yeah, that'll hit. Okay. You are clipped by a, a brutal rotating saw blade, and for a moment as it connects with your bone, all you can hear is the high-pitched whine vibrating through your body. Oh, and also your tendons being slashed, but uh, mm-hmm. you take 11 damage. Chew. There is a, a terrible spray of blood and uh, the, the blade comes away flicking gore across the stonework. And then against Skip, uh, that is rolled a two, so you're fine. And then number three, oh, number Uh-oh. three takes a nat 20. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, you, you, there's one hit die on your summons, correct? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, number three is actually cut in half. Oh. Uh, the I say cut in half. That's a misnomer. Number three is, true to the words of this machine, disassembled. Uh, okay. A, a blade slashes through and two saws drag into their sides and they are pieced apart into chunks, essentially. At least he didn't have the character development of number one. Or <laughs> He'll never replace on number like one. Yeah. Two. No. So you know. <laughs> uh, yeah the the adventurer uh, dies with a gurgle yet again and is left in so many pieces. And then it is Skip's turn. Okay. I. Uh... How are my friends looking really quick here? I think they're pretty good. Uh, Eric is a little, a little chunked, but. Okay. Eric's always is in a state of a little chunked. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Fair enough. It's the Leyland curse. Yeah. All right. Uh, Yeah. Is the arms with, it's retracted all of its arms, hasn't it? Yeah, they're, the ones no, they're, the they're back the out again. There's the one that's okay. dangling that has the apple still. It's yes. like barely holding on. Yeah, okay. that then, one's like yeah, I'm gonna be exposed. I'm going to be focusing that one. So Okay. Uh, and the same the purple yeah. glow of energy around the hands. Okay, and that is a 22. Yeah, <laughs> that'll hit. Crap. Nice. Uh, yeah. Uh, that is only going to be eight damage. Oh, okay. Only, jeez. <laughs> yeah, that's enough damage to snap off this stricken limb and leave it uh, drop to the ground directly underneath this whirling death trap. Okay. Gotcha. All that's left is to actually bring it down so it doesn't run away with my blood. Great. <laughs> Thumbs up. We got this, guys. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So that takes us to Narek. All right. So it's still got like the spinning blade out, right? Yeah. So it's got a lot of blades. There's a lot of saws. It's just kind of a, a whirling death trap at this point. 
It's hard to pinpoint yeah. exactly what's going to kill you the most. <laughs> yeah, but I don't really want to get up up close and personal with it. Fair. Um. Uh, I'm not really sure about this. Um. Okay. Um. So um, and then what? The, so the, the whole time it's been controlling the the chief. It, the chief hasn't really done anything in this. It doesn't look like it. No. Just so there's not doesn't seem to really be a purpose to him in all of this. Yeah. Um, how many arms are still out? It's hard to count the exact number, but upwards of ten. Jesus. Okay. Um, I'm looking for, like, an opening where, if I'm lucky, I can kind of, like, jam a brick in and, like, get some of the blades stuck. Oh, sure. Um, yeah, you could... You could try to look for an opening like that if you want to, like, step back and throw a brick. Okay. So is there a roll I need to make to even, like, give myself a shot here? Um, what would be a good... I would take a spot check for this. Okay. Since you're you're trying to find, like, what can I jam by throwing a obstacle into it? Okay. Well, I don't have that skill, so... All right. Oh, it's like an eight. Yeah, a lot of these blades are like on the end of the limbs, so it's hard to find a spot where like a, a brick would have purchase. You you suspect you could kind of throw it into the midst of them and it would tangle it up for a second, but not like a catastrophic failure kind of thing. All right. Um, okay. Well... I try to get back behind it like Michigan did. Okay. And, uh, because I kind of noticed what he was going for. I want to kind of go for the same thing. Sure. So. Yeah, you kind of strafe around the side of it. Yep. And I stab into its, uh, back like he did. Okay. Uh, that's an 18. Yeah, that'll hit. Eight damage. Eight, you said? Yep. Okay. You are able to find a gap in between the weaving arms to plunge a blade into this thing, and it uh, it lurches briefly to the side and drops like half a foot before recovering. And it looks like it's probably got redundant systems, but you did hit something in there related to its movement. And uh, a number of these red eyes fixate on you. Of course they do. <laughs> And uh, Alabaster. I, I, I point. I point to Michigan like he did it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Alabaster, you're up. I'm gonna correct myself from the the last attack. My AC is 17. Okay. Um, FYI. You're, you're still fine. Um, yeah, yeah. I know the last attack was not anywhere near that, but uh, before I forget, so I'm going to stab again at okay. this 
mechanical monstrosity. Yeah. And well, that is decidedly uh, low. It's a three. Oof. Yeah. Nope. Uh, not gonna get through, unfortunately. Um. Let's see. So, how how big is this robot? Is it is it like a medium creature? Does it take up a five? five, I, five? I would say it's a large. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's um, it's pretty sizable. So it's number is number three's um corpse <laughs> within reach. Uh, you you could stoop down and play around with the cubes if you wanted to. Yes. The cubes. He. Uh, Number three has been disassembled. Oh, he was... Okay, yes. He was diced. Um, Yeah, pretty badly. But his sword... Oh, yeah, no, his sword's there. Okay, I'm going to take the sword. Okay. Um, As you do so, you are very briefly struck with the mental image of a snowy mountaintop. And... You can almost feel the the cool, crisp breeze washing across your artificial skin. And there is a haunting melody somewhere in the back of your mind that you can't place but sounds so familiar. And then you're back, and you are wielding this blade, and you are ready. Okay, wonderful. <laughs> and... I probably can I can I try and roll a magic check to know what exactly it is the runes uh, on the sword say. In battle, you would have to uh, like you need more time than six seconds to okay untangle arcane formulas. So okay, say no. Okay, all right, uh, I'm done. Cool. Meet you again. Mm. I'm gonna try to sneak and hide again. Okay. Yeah, go ahead and give me another stealth roll. Alright. And that is a total of... I roll a 6 and a 5, and I have a 2. So that's 13. Yeah. You dip out of sight, and the the machine's mechanical eyes dart around looking for you, but are apparently unable to lock back onto your person. Uh, you oh, are hidden. Okay. I'm wait to make a sneak attack next turn. Cool. Uh, can I have from everybody except Michigan a physical saving throw? Okay. And that's d20, right? Yep. d20, you have to roll under your... or Roll over? I think it's roll over. Roll over, okay. yeah. Or, wait, do we win ties? Shit. <laughs> yes, we are. We'd be the defender, right? Uh, oh wait, hang on. There's, there's a, a there's a section for this. I just I just don't know this I, system well enough yet. Uh, saving throw. Roll one d twenty and equal or exceed your saving throw score. Okay. okay. I I exceeded, so I succeed. Nice. And there's no the threshold is basically okay. That matters. Yeah. I no, rolled a seven. No modifier. <laughs> Because the lowered threshold yeah. already takes that into account. Neric? I crit, so... Oh, damn, okay, nice. 
it's through some supernatural instinct, or maybe you just all have a bad feeling in your gut, you all duck down and look away at the same instant as all of the orbs on the exterior of this device flash with a blinding incandescence. And you are certain that had you been staring directly at this thing when it happened, you would be uh, effectively blinded for who knows how long. I thought, I thought Alabas usually got a seven or... Yeah, I got a seven. Oh, okay, so you did fail. Yes. Oh, sorry, I, I heard you exceeded for some reason. Uh, Alabaster, this thing flashes a blinding white and you are overwhelmed and left blind. Uh, which is maybe not great, but so it goes, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> well, that sucks. Yeah, well... Uh, and it is going to attack the stricken alabaster with one of its saws. Oh, and it is going to roll a total of 23. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, that is going to be 10 damage. <laughs> Yikes. And it will follow up with the second attack on the same target. That is going to be a crit. Oh, no. Alabaster, you have like 11 max health, right? 14. 14, okay. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, this this deals 14 damage to you, so... Uh, you... you don't need to be able to see if you're dead. <laughs> <laughs> this attack cannot kill you. Uh, were this anybody else, you would probably be instantly killed by exsanguination, but... As these saws glide through your torso and various surgical drills puncture into your body, the ichor that seeps out is uh, a lethargic and slow process. Uh, you are still knocked unconscious by the assault, but yeah, um, you live. Cool. Uh, so you are you are unconscious for now, and the third attack will fall on. Uh, skip. And that is going to be a 16 to hit. Uh, yes, that hits. Okay. You will take, uh, 9 damage. Okay. The machine rises up slightly into the air, and a number of, uh, like, flickering hexagonal blue panels begin to orbit it. Great! Fantastic! And then it is Skip's turn. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm going to be a little selfish here, and I'm going to heal myself. <laughs> You're allowed. Okay. Um, so yeah, since my healing is already active, I'm going to heal myself for a total of 7 HP. Okay. Um, yeah. And... I, if I move away, it's an opportunity attack, isn't it? Correct. Okay. I will stay in place then. Um, but yeah, that's that's all I got, unfortunately. Okay. Uh, Narek. Um, so you said it's in the air now? Yeah, it's not like out of reach, but it is starting to hover up towards the ceiling. Okay. Um, 
underneath of it, any uh, any juicy looking uh, expose like good little like weak points? Yeah, uh, the underside of it does look more, I guess, vulnerable or complicated. So there doesn't appear to be as much in the way of paneling here because this is where all the smaller surgical tools come from. Okay. There look like some wires and shit. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, like arcane conduits, maybe, but yes. Yeah. Very sensitive, delicate machinery. Okay. Because basically, I'm trying to decide if I want to slash at it or just try to rip a bunch of wires. Oh, interesting. With my, with, yeah. Just with my bare hands. Yeah. So looking at the underside here, it looks like a lot of the inner workings of this thing are composed of a number of small counter-rotating metal discs. Um, they're, they're fairly thin, and they're, they interlock in ways that are strange and likely to do with their arcane signatures, but you, you would have a better time slashing at this than trying to grab something here. Okay. Yeah, I just... Yeah, I take a really... I, you know, I take a careful as careful as you can swipe at it, but aiming specifically for whatever I think is going to cause the most, uh, cause the most problems for this thing. Yeah. Okay. Uh, 14. Yeah. 14 will hit. Sweet. Uh, it's only six damage. Okay. You you hit a couple of these discs in here, and they, they're moving so fast inside that as soon as the sword hits them, they basically explode into splinters. And a number of the limbs on this thing go limp, and one of the roving red eyes uh, seems to suddenly lock and is stuck fixed looking up at the ceiling. It uh, lists to the side, and the limb, the the slash of its surgical tools grows a little more erratic, and a little less like precise and focused. And then, um, all eyes turn briefly on Alabaster, whose turn it is. Um, uh, do I have a saving throw to uh... make? Oh, no, 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 you don't. You're right. Uh, you just die in six turns, but you don't because Icker. Yes. Sorry. Okay. Yeah, the system doesn't have death saving throws, so you are still unconscious. And Then I will graciously pass my turn. Okay. <laughs> How gracious of you. Yes. The... It's, the, it's the most I could do. The machine, uh, once again, will force the rest of you to make a uh, physical saving throw. And blind me. <laughs> uh, everybody My... except Desmond. <laughs> so one for Skip, one for Eric. Oh, I fail. Okay. Uh, I pass. So what happens here is you hear a, a little ding inside, and the cylinder, the vial containing your blood, is ejected out the side of this thing like a spent shell, and the cartridge is smoldering, and the blood inside has turned black. And the... Oh. The being stapled to the front of this robot says, analysis complete, toxin synthesized. 
and then oh geez darts spray out in every direction oh oh geez <laughs> so you are able to perhaps you sense what is occurring and you're able to duck behind a wall as these uh sharp metal flechettes ping off the stone and scatter around you and uh Narek, you almost get away you you sidestep and you tumble and just when you think you're out you stand up and you look and you see three of these darts embedded into your right arm and oh. there is a horrible burning sensation and then a tingling chill and then your arm goes completely limp oh, and God. the sensation rapidly travels up your shoulder and the whole right side of your body begins to slump <laughs> and as this uh, whirring death trap turns towards you and raises a a forest of glittering metal blades and implements uh, over the whir of its saws you hear a soft musical jingling and leaping up over a nearby fallen pillar, Gabada crashes into the side of this machine, biting down on several of these limbs and throwing it to the side into a wall where it crashes hard in a spray of sparks and then lurches back upright and continues to menace the lot of you, uh, sputtering and sparking. And then it is Beachigan's turn. Okay. So, it's in my time. mind, I want to use Alabaster, I want to jump off Alabaster's body onto <laughs> Skip's shoulder and okay. use that height to make a um, Oh, like a plunging attack, attack? A plunging attack from above. Yeah. Um, this will require a skill check on your part. Um, just by virtue of uh, there's a little bit of setup here to it. So if you could give me, let's say, uh, would athletics work for you? Or if you have another one you would like to suggest? I have exert. Oh, yeah. Uh, exert. Sorry. I, that is the correct one for this system. I rolled two sixes. <laughs> Holy oh, shit. Okay. You, you do something breathtaking, honestly. You are able to dash forward... Uh, Skip, how do you feel about being used as a stepladder here? Uh, I am busy hiding from toxin darts and healing myself, <laughs> and then all of a sudden there's just feet on my shoulders. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> right, for, You are kicked down against the ground by a powerful takeoff, and then, uh, Michigan, you briefly run along the wall to get over a number of these whirring blades, and then you spot it. The the true weak point of this thing does appear to be the top of it as all of these limbs sort of unfurl like a beautiful deadly flower the top of this device uh clustered densely with you know optical sensors and things like that yeah. you can see what looks like a glowing heat sink of some kind that protrudes from the top nice and uh as you plunge down from above you are in the perfect spot to deal a a fatal blow to this device death comes from above <laughs> i am death i am death incarnate 
um, Uh-oh. weep and Wait. cry last breath. Ooh, nice. Good save. <laughs> yeah, I was, you, you stopped uh, <laughs> describing shit and I was like, oh no, I'm running out of time. <laughs> I, I'm going to give you advantage for doing a haiku in the middle of this. Okay. <laughs> Let's see what I can do here. I, I appreciate you taking that risk. <laughs> <laughs> that was a 15. Nice. Yeah, that'll hit. Um, I, I'm i going to say because you are hitting the weak point here, this is a automatic critical. So uh, All right. 8 plus dex or strength. 8 plus dex or strength? Uh, oh, short sword. Right, 6. Yeah. I rolled a six. Okay, I like this die. <laughs> um, so six plus one, so a total of seven. Okay. Yeah, uh, it was super low anyway. So you are able to... <laughs> your feet come down hard and shatter a number of these glassy orbs, and then you drive the short sword down to the hilt directly into this thing, and there is... At, its death is more sudden than you were expecting. There is just a clunk... And then all of the limbs flop to the sides lifelessly. And nice. the the eyes wink out one by one. And the last thing you hear from this terrible bloodstained automaton comes from the the wheezing lips of the grafted chieftain who says, Sample entity uncontained, child of dust, project status, yellow, request Immediate reinforcement. All coalition oh, forces no. on standby. Uh -oh. And then oh, no. the chieftain goes limp. <laughs> there is uh, another faint jingle, and uh, Gavada uh, stands from where it was thrown in the carnage and uh, pads over to the base of the stone pedestal where the new master of the bell-strewn rod now stands proudly. Uh-oh. And you hear, <laughs> silly tallskins almost got themselves killed playing with the chieftain's toy. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Tackery stands there, arms crossed, looking very smug. <laughs> Oh, goodness. By my reckoning, I have saved all of your lives. You may now feel free to thank Tackery. New chieftain of the Stringers and stands, arms thrown overhead, looks around and realizes there's like no other Stringers in the room and does like an awkward little cough and shuffle. <laughs> gonna go round up Grateful clanmates, be right back. And uh, <laughs> jangles the staff a little bit and actually like steps onto Gabada's head and uh, rides off towards the doorway. I think we might have killed all of them. Yeah, there may not be many left. I'm not going to tell him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Um, also, if he I asks, Dabaga got them, yeah, not yeah, Gabada. Yeah. Also, I can't feel half of my body, guys. <laughs> yeah, oh. also, I'm unconscious. 
<laughs> yeah, I'm going to go see if I can triage that yeah. in any way. Your, uh, your healing magics are able to purge this toxin quite readily okay. and also lift Alabaster back into life with no more than a flick of the wrist. Um, you, For the you, record, when it is you're the great. healing energy, it's a lot more yellow and sort of akin to Skip's fur colors. Okay, yeah. So. So, yes, you are able to uh, bring everybody back to full health, if you so please. Oh, yep. Yes. We're... I will roll until you have full HP. Uh-huh. How many times do I need to? <laughs> and uh, this oh, only no. takes you, you know, a, a couple minutes here to sort everybody out. And there is another brief musical jingling. And uh, Tackery looks down at you from the top of the stairs with a blood-stained Gabada lurking very close behind him and fanned out on either side are five stringers apiece with their knives at the ready. And there is a, a brief and tense silence. And then Tackery uh, stomps down the stairs and sighs and says, all right, Talskins, because you asked so nicely, Takari, Grand High Chief Takari is going to grant you all the loot from the prey as thanks for services rendered, and also because we don't really need it. We slash you. (laughs) (laughs) And that includes two wonderful apples. Yep. Yeah, Takari doesn't know what an apple is, so just no. And I'm not blankly. telling. <laughs> you you extract the apples from the you know arms that they are currently impaled on. They're they're a little dusty, but they'll be fine. Um, and in pretty short order here, uh, Takari uh, stands up on the pedestal and uh, makes a big grand speech. It's not very good. Um, you've heard better speeches. He he fumbles a little bit and he falters and he ums and huns, but he does get the point across, which is that uh, this hunt has been no good for the tribe, no good for anyone. We are going home, back to the loom. Head Chief Warkban was crazy. No one allowed to say his name anymore. Bad Chief. <laughs> and then the yeah. the other strangers are a, a little slow on the uh, the applause uptake until there is a rumbling growl from somewhere inside Gabada, and then they all get very enthusiastic <laughs> about the new head chief. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, with that, you have secured a a bounty like no other from the depths. The process of actually getting back out of the dungeon is a little complex, given that you have to make the ascent back up, but between your canny abilities and your newfound power, and also a little bit of assistance from the stringers who are, you know, also currently making their way back up, uh, you are able to scale some ropes and some hastily constructed ladders and eventually make your way up to the top. A uh, short while later, you find Appa where he insisted that he would be hiding, and uh, he seems immensely relieved to find you alive and well at the end of all of this. 
and uh, briefly oh, goes in that. for like a hug and then just kind of like scratches at the back of his head is like oh it's good to see you glad you're all in good to see you too Lapa. yeah we'll let you say that you collected some of this too i heard some real bad noises but uh that'd be awfully nice of you yeah i'd really like to not die (laughs) uh and you make your way back out of this bureaucratic labyrinth you pass by the talking head careful to avert your gaze you step through the tattered remnants of the camp you pass through the torn and shredded metal there of whatever spell tried to impede the stringer's pursuit. And uh, at some point, Takari, uh, astride the good Gabada, and flanked by the surviving members of the clan, uh, stops at the crossroads where your, you know, mine carts had initially pulled up to the station, and uh, proudly declares that uh, now that he's in charge... They are going to take what they can from the offices and then leave. Uh, probably never going to see you Toskins again because you're going to die real soon, probably. But, uh, you know, thanks for not killing Takari and stuff. It's pretty cool. Yeah, not all Toskins are bad, huh? Mm, there's a couple good ones. Might have... Might have... Uh misused Takari a little too much given how <laughs> yeah. nice he is now but yeah it did, you did no no it, it it worked out it's fine <laughs> it kind of save save our neck there at the end or at least maybe mine but yeah yeah i feel bad alabaster does not <laughs> right um Takari, uh make some kind of like shuffling flapping motion that you suspect is probably some kind of stringer formal bow and uh, bids you luck on your travels and uh, something Narek, you try to translate it. It's something like uh, may your strings entwine with the gyre of destiny, but that's like, there's more nuance to it than that. The uh, the stringers retreat back into the offices to ransack whatever they can from the place, and you are left to make the final leg of your journey back up to the surface in relative silence. Is there anything you would like to do before you return to the surface, knowing that Cyrus is liable to go through all of your belongings? Um... I- how big is this sword? Uh, it's like a the sword you're carrying. Yeah, it's, it's a one sword. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're you're not gonna be able to keister that one. I mean, what if I had a compartment in my torso that <laughs> was sword sized? <laughs> That'd be a pretty long compartment. It would be. I don't have that. Yeah. So. Um, I'm actually going to, let's see, what do we have? Do, do, do we have a surplus of valuable treasure here, or should we try to save, or should we not try to save anything? Just doing a, like a rough, 
value assessment here. Um, this is certainly enough to buy you like at least a week or more of you know extra life. Uh, what you have brought back is considered a successful salvage mission. So Cyrus will be pleased. Um, it probably isn't enough to outright win all of your freedom, but it is enough to keep you eating and keep you unexploded for the foreseeable future. Okay. Okay. So I was thinking yeah. we should keep the the sp the like grimoire spells, them. but yeah, I could try to like stash some stuff somewhere. Well, there's no guarantee that if we get sent out on salvage again, we'd be coming back here. True. It's very unlikely that you'd strip the same place twice. Oh, I would I would be stashing the pages ripped from the grimoire in uh, myself. Oh, okay. Yeah, and Alabaster, he... <clears throat> um, in, a, in a very um, mechanical motion, <clears throat> swivels his fist up um, upright in front of him and a fan uh, a fan like protrusion issues out from his um, his wrist down to his elbow and you can see a, a compartment it, it looks like a shield it's a little buckler shield that is just fanned out on both sides of his arm but there's a compartment inside where he could probably slip some paper mm -hmm. yeah and you're able to fit okay. more notes in there without any problems yeah, for sure. Let's keep those. Okay. Anything else before you ascend back to the surface? Should we tell them about the, uh, you know, things that may or may not be coming to, uh, you know, Terminator style, like seek us out and destroy us? That sounds like something you would leave for uh, an exciting, like, spur of the moment explanation. <laughs> Yeah, I don't feel like telling them that I ate a thing that I probably shouldn't have ate. <laughs> and then they're just going to kill you. Uh, oh, well, we should... they'll never find you again. Should we eat the other two, or, or were the apples, or were those the, like, the most These valuable? people definitely seem like kill first, I, and like I think they, their sort of folks. I think the apples are the super valuable part. So. Yeah. Those yeah, are, you those are like the one other of a two kind. Right now. Yeah, so uh, if you are going to those apples are definitely like the the lion's share of your haul like a, a magic sword is good and you've got some potions but the apples are the kind of thing where like that would be enough to make a warden take pause and actually be like oh shit what do we have here what do we got here yeah and we want to we want to have cyrus not want to send us back probably so yeah Seems like we should probably hand these over. These are definitely worthy treasure. Okay. You make your way back to the initial sort of slide of debris that you initially tumbled down. What what seems like months ago now. And uh, you climb your way back onto the surface of spite. And you look around at the skeletal scorched metal towers and superstructure of the howling city all around you and up above in the sky a white hot star casts its malevolence down onto the dunes and the lines glowing in the sky remind you always of the damage that was done during the breach 
a multicolored, splintered spiderweb of cracks that suffuse the very universe itself. It only mm -hmm. takes you a few minutes from there to find Cyrus, who has set up camp nearby. Uh, it looks like they have been uh, mostly taking it easy. Uh, maybe they've done a little bit of scavenging themselves. You can see some mechanical odds and ends have been laid out, and they've been disassembling and inspecting them. And uh, he perks up as you approach, hand briefly straying to his handgun and then dropping away as he sees it's you and strays instead over to his detonator because that's a much more effective tool. <laughs> and uh, the process for you know displaying your loot here is a little bit like uh, you know laying out your candy on Halloween. Y'all yeah. kind of sit down. They cross legged on the floor. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're just like sitting down. Uh, there's a tarp spread out so things don't get covered in sand, and you're, you know, lining things out and parceling them out in a way that you feel is fair and accurately reflects everybody's contributions to the effort. Yeah, I'm really hyping up uh, what's his face. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Appa. Yeah. <laughs> He looks very grateful for it, and Cyrus uh, looks back and forth across a lot of this musing with that lilting, melodical tone that is uh, favored by those who have been shaped by the Lord of Gold. And he says, let's see what you've brought, mere trifles or a feast. And Oh, no. <laughs> and as he begins uh, picking through and examining things, every so often he'll make a hmm or a hmm and other such noises of alternating approval and disapproval. That is, until he comes upon an apple. And you know from the way that those, the eyes in that shaped, unnaturally handsome face light up, Cyrus knows what these are, and he seems thrilled beyond compare to be in possession of such an object. And he says, such a wonder cradled here, such a treasure, such a thing. The Lord has spoke of such a wonder, I scarcely thought it could exist. And he cradles this apple in his hand and then takes the other one, staring into the shining skin and then looks to the sweaty and dirty scavengers that have brought this marvel. And he says... With these fruits, I could save the life of any one man, but just the life of one. So listen now to my plan. There is a legend, stories lost to deepest history, a strange and mystic wonder known only as a tree. Bright sprouts of green, a noble broad trunk, and sprouting from its bows, real food, who'd a thunk? And, oh <laughs> and he uh, very carefully places these apples down into uh, you know, a shirt he's laid out and wraps them up into a tight parcel and says, we'll trace these back to where they came from, find the source and claim our share. Each of you shall eat as kings, be free, be chosen, the Lord's favor to us all. And then he 
slings the apples into his bag along with a, a couple other you know odds and ends that he has taken a particular shining to with the implication that you are free to take the rest back into your persons and he will worry about the monetary value of things after the matter of the apples has been sorted okay. and cyrus stands with a a beautiful smile on his beautiful face and uh he has in his hand the journal that you retrieved from the body of the adventurer, and he's flipping through it frantically until he finds, uh, just around the edges of where Dabaga screamed a hole in it, the barest hint of a map that you might be able to retrace their steps on. And he oh, looks cool. to you all with shining eyes, and he says, Will it be enough to tempt, I wonder, the promise of a full purse, or... Are you not swayed? Will I have to coerce? And he twirls the detonator briefly in his hands. <laughs> and so it was that the scavengers set off on a new journey to find the source of these forbidden fruit hounded by unknown hunters of this glorious treasure. And as you follow there in Cyrus's wake, with his small gilded cape fluttering, you can see that in his scavenging here up above while you were occupied below, it seems that he has found a new sword for himself, a beautiful long sword with a gleaming onyx pommel. Mm -hmm. uh, uh huh. <laughs> Thank you all for joining us for the Shattered Cosmos hiatus adventure it has been my esteemed pleasure to run something for the alchemist club uh, i hope you all enjoyed this weird new system in this weird new world i have been waffle your gm joined for the last time by daniel playing the unnamed necromancer alabaster hey hall playing michigan i'm zach and i played skip wickham's matt and i played Nerit shakespeare where can we be found Find us at the Alchemist underscore club on Twitter and at the Alchemist Club on TikTok. And if you want to get in touch with us about um, the Shattered Cosmos or about the Alchemist Club, which will be returning soon, uh, you can contact us at the Alchemist Club eighty eight at gmail.com. Thank you all so much, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>